Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. Hi there. I'm Randa Fattah from ThruLine. If you're listening to this podcast, you know that KQED produces exceptional storytelling that keeps you informed, inspired, and entertained. Their podcasts cover issues from your neighborhood to the entire country and everything in between. Support this work today. You can help us continue to bring quality podcasts to your ears. Just head to donate.kqed.org podcast. That's donate.kqed.org podcast. From KQED. I remember listening to baseball on the radio as a kid. Car rides with mom and dad, in the garage at friends' houses. Baseball on the radio makes me think of those days. Coco is under it, drifting back. He's there, and he's got it, and the A's have won the West. So I'm not surprised that people were upset this week when the Oakland A's announced it was ending radio broadcasts in its home city. Oakland's been through a lot with its sports teams recently. The Warriors moved to San Francisco, Raiders to Las Vegas. Now the A's will be the first Major League Baseball team to axe radio broadcasts in English in their local market. So what does this mean for diehard fans who are attached to listening on the radio and who are also wondering about the team's future? I'm Devin Kadiyama. Welcome to the Bay. Baseball on the radio has always been magical. Nina Thorson is a producer here at KQED. She's also not just any hardcore A's fan, she's a season ticket holder and drummer who sits in the fanniest A's fan area, section 149. There's just so many people who will go out of their way to sync up the radio and the TV signal so that they can turn the TV sound down and listen to the radio. A three, a one-nothing deficit. Ricky goes, a pitch taken. He's going to have it. He does. Ricky Henderson, no contest, steals third base, jerks the bag from its moorings and holds it aloft, representing number 939. My friend Marlene, who both manages to sit in Section 216 and keep score and listen to the entire game in her headphones. And because she's sitting in Section 216, she's right under the radio booth. <laughs> nice. And every now and then when I've been up there with her, one of the other uh, A's announcers, Vince Catronio, will occasionally, because he used to be a Rangers announcer, will occasionally say things that are a little more favorable to, to the Rangers. And Marlene will say out loud, shut up, Vince. <laughs> <laughs> and I think Vince might be able to hear her. Why do you think baseball is so good on the radio? It's the pace. I mean, I've listened to Raiders games on the radio. I've listened to 49ers games on the radio. I've listened to Sharks and and Warriors. Warriors games are great on the radio just because Tim Roy is great. But those games that have a very super fast pace, burst of energy, and then they have like 10 minutes while nothing is going on. Yeah. It's just it doesn't work quite as well. Yeah. And in baseball, it, it lends itself much more to a style of of uh, announcer who can say, and, and the pitch. pitch. He's running. Pitch taken. Harry Stroh. Save at second base. And Ricky 
And then there's a couple of seconds and they can fill in and say, well, you know, uh, looks like the seagulls are here again. <laughs> like painting, basically painting the picture of the stadium. Painting the picture and the of moment. the stadium. Ricky pounds it with his left fist, hands it to equipment manager Frank Sinchek, who gives him a big hug as Ricky's mom. I've, I've met people who come to the Coliseum for the first time who say, oh, this is just like I thought it was going to be like. There's the lights that I hear about that are taking full effect. That's one of Ken Korak's um, signature lines as the as the game goes on, as night games go on, is that the lights have taken full effect. It is 73 degrees. Lights are on, but not yet taking effect. Center field and right field. So people really have an image of this place, even if they are not there and have never been there. It's very beautiful. It really is, I think, because both baseball and radio became nationwide and became part of American culture at the same time. They've they've grown up together. And that's, I think, why so many people have a very emotional reaction to this move by the A's, because it seems like it's against the natural order of things. There should always be baseball on the radio. There yeah. should always be broadcasts going yeah. on. Today, lots of people still listen to baseball on the radio. In fact, 12% of adults in America listen to a game on the radio within the last year. So it's not like this long tradition is dead. But for the Oakland A's, as a business, getting games on the dial hasn't always gone well. The A's um, radio issues have always been that they don't have a station. The Giants own part of KNBR. Right. It's their station. It's their flagship station. When the Giants games are not on the air, the announcers are still talking in a very knowledgeable and a very connected way about the Giants. The A's have never had that. They've never had a station that was the A's station. So So the A's have had a hard time building a radio audience um, just because every couple of years it's like, oh, well, now it's 95.7 FM. Oh, well, now it's 860 AM. Oh, well, now it's... So they've always had to find a station willing to air their games, unlike the Giants. And unless you are an all-sports station, having a radio uh, affiliation with a baseball team is terrible because it means that for half the year, your schedule is taken up with these games that sometimes start at 10 a.m., sometimes start at 7 p.m., sometimes they're four hours long. It's a big, big chunk of airtime. And so where where did the A's live in this last season? Last season, they were on um, KRTB, which is 860 The Answer, uh-huh. which is a, I would call it a right-wing talk station. They have Sebastian Gorka as <sighs> well as other uh-huh. syndicated hosts. It's actually a little bit, uh, some people have described it as a conspiracy theory station rather than wow. just a straight politics Interesting station. Interesting place for the A's to they, find a home. Uh, my name is Steve Stevenson, and uh, I don't know, Oakland <laughs> resident and Oakland A's fan. So one of the people who all last season when the A's were on this conservative talk radio station was fulminating about it on Twitter is Steve Stevenson, who people may know as the owner of 1234 Go Records in Oakland and San Francisco. Um, but he was tweeting all the time about how, you know, oh, I woke up this morning and I went out and turned on my car and this you know, this right-wing radio started getting it, and I didn't know what was going on, and then I remembered I left the game on last night when I turned the car off. And so, like I said, there was nothing worse than, um, you know, hopping in the car the next morning and then getting, getting an earful uh, of that first thing. So 
So why did the A's decide to take their games off the radio in, in Oakland? Were they just tired of having to find a station to call home? I think that's it. I, and I think it's it's both that they couldn't find a good broadcast partner, but also that they that they feel they've been very successful with A's Cast, which is their 24-7 online station, which they introduced last year. The A's fans, you know, for so long, A's fans said, hey, we don't get enough coverage. And they'd say it to you. They'd say it to me. They'd tell everybody. And we would have to say to them, you're right. Well, now they can't say that, Ken. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about some of the things that the A's are doing to replace broadcast radio games. What is actually changing here? So, at least for the present, the games aren't available in the Bay Area on radio anymore. But everything that people love and everything that people associate about listening to the games, what they hear on the radio, is still there. It's just coming through a different different delivery system. So last year, at the beginning of last year, they rolled out A's Cast, which is a station that is online. It's 24 hours. It runs all year. Um, and it's all A's content. If you're an A's fan and you're a baseball fan and you want to hear about your team and you want to hear about the game, you can always come to A's Cast. It doesn't matter what time of the year you're going to get baseball. It's very interesting. It's more like public radio than any other sports talk station you'll find because they're not trying to appeal to everybody. They're not trying to change change topics every 15 minutes. And, you know, if, if you're tired of hearing about the A's, well, now let's talk about the 49ers. Uh, it's all very focused on the A's, and it all sort of assumes that people are intelligent and interested and pretty well informed about the team. I mean, it's going to be a dogfight, but I really like how the national guys are looking at the A's, and it's not this underdog role anymore. It's it's about the A's being, you know, they're one of the punchers that has a punching chance to, to, to take the American League. But it's upsetting to people uh because people don't like change, but also because, uh, well, one of my friends used the phrase creature of habit. I'm used to getting the getting my baseball game this way and want to have to figure out a whole new system for getting something that I'm used to getting. And people feel a little threatened that, you know, is this the thin end of the wedge? I think it's all of those unknowns that are spooking people. I had um, I talked to somebody a few years ago that I was interviewing who said uh, the A's are the punk rockers of of the baseball world. They don't have the budget and they don't have the flash of of other teams, but they they make do with what they've got. Yeah, and they have a very kind of DIY aesthetic uh, right. in some ways. I think that people have an idea that this is the A's not committing to Oakland or not committing to the market in some way by not spending money on acquiring a radio signal. But also it comes at a time when Oakland just lost the Warriors to San Francisco, just lost the Raiders to Las Vegas. Exactly. Like there's a lot going on, I feel like emotionally in Oakland right now, just with sports not even talking about all the other stuff and changes that are happening in the city. And I think that's part of what people are concerned about with this 
with this radio change, too, is that something that, you know, used to be a very ubiquitous technology, radio, um, and and making it into something that uh, people perceive as a little more elite, a smartphone, a computer, a high data plan, streaming. And so I think that's sort of where the hmm. where the conflict comes in in people's minds. It is tough. I mean, people bring up like, you know, my mom loves to listen to the game. She doesn't have a smartphone. She doesn't have a computer. She has a twenty year old car, and it's like there's no way around it. I don't, you know, there's that is going to suck. I hope that there's some some solution out there because I'd hate to cut out any portion of the fan base whatsoever. But yeah. Uh, you know, for me, and I think for a lot of people, this is going to be just fine. I am worried that the people are getting the wrong message, that they're seeing the headline and they're thinking, oh, well, this means that Ken and Vince aren't doing the games anymore. And that's not what's happening. You know, it's everything is there. Everything is going to be exactly the same once you figure out how to access it. And that may be a thing where the fans that are comfortable using the technology just have to be uh, much more proactive about reaching out to other fans, whether it's that they're older fans or they're just people who don't use their phone for 80 million things and don't have an app for everything. Um, And just sort of saying, hey, let me come over and set this up. You know, let, let me look at your car radio. Let me show you how we can figure out, oh, well, see you have this, this aux jack here. Let's go over to Walgreens. We can get a cable for five bucks. You can plug it into your phone. You know, that may be something that fans have to sort of band together and do for each other. Nina says there are other potentially more significant changes happening with the A's right now. The team is in the middle of getting approval to build a brand new stadium along the waterfront. And if it happens, A's games will feel different. We should say that there are still A's games on local radio in Spanish. That's on station KIQI 1010 AM. It's also still in other cities outside the Bay, like Sacramento, Modesto, Redding, and Fresno. Nina Thorson is a producer here at KQED. You can find her during most home games in section 149. Before I go, I want to say thank you so much to everybody who came out to our meetup in Vallejo this month. The next one is going to be in San Jose in April, so stand by for more details. We're planning to get around to each of the nine counties this year. We had an awesome time in Vallejo talking about city politics. I had a good discussion with Christina about our ferry commutes into work. And Gary Wettstein, thanks for reading our credits. The Bay is produced by Erica Cruz Guevara, and the editor is Alan Montesilo, and the host, Devin Katayama. KQD's leadership team includes Julie Kane, Vinnie Tong, Ethan Lindsay, and Holly Kernan. I'm Gary Wettstein, and that's it for The Bay. Talk to you next time. Hi, I'm Sasha Koka, host of the California Report magazine. Every week, we bring you stories about what connects us in the giant, diverse, golden state. Because what happens in California changes the world. I love this place. We were once seen as, like, the place to be California. The land of milk and honey. That's where you go to Sunshine State. But we just have challenges right now. KQED's California Report magazine. New episodes drop every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hey, it's Avery Truffleman, host of Articles of Interest. And I've got to say, I've been a fan of KQED ever since I was a little kid and I would come out to San Francisco to visit my grandma. It was just what we'd always turn on every time we got in the car, every time we were making dinner and turning on the radio. It was always KQED. And then over the years, I've become a massive fan of KQED podcasts because this is local reporting at its best. These are answers to questions you've always wanted to know, interviews with exciting, unusual voices, necessary journalism, all told with love and care and artistry. And did you know that a majority of KQED's funding actually comes from members? It's just people like you and me supporting the programs they love while also getting access to cool events, behind-the-scenes footage, and so much more. If you want to sign up and be a part of this amazing community, visit donate.kqed.org slash podcasts to become a member today. That's podcasts with an S. Thank you for listening, and thank you for your support.